Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome to the show, Behind the Gates, for another Saturday. What a meeting we've got at Ramwick today. This is just gala stuff. Uh, the shorts is, of course, the feature. Private Eye, Mazu, Lost and Running Overpass, In Secret, Buenos Noches, Remark, Ruthless Dame, Hawaii 5-0, Rocketing by Ethelric Casino Lord. That's the field. We've got one horse in the race that's got an Everest slot. That's Mazu. In Secret may run for Godolphin, but the rest, they're all on show today to try and put their hand up for a slot in the race. One man who's very excited that Private Eye's there today is Andrew Hurley. He's his biggest fan. And, well, I can tell you, listeners, that as far as the multi goes this week, rules have been broken. There's been drama in the group chat all week. It's all happening, let me tell you, off air. We'll introduce Andrew Hurley shortly. But... He's been upset the last couple of weeks that I've made him wait. So, you know what? Let's go to Brad Davidson to save him sooking and welcome him in first. Welcome back to Behind the Gates, Davo. Morning, Luke. Morning, everyone. Yeah, terrific day of racing ahead. I must admit, though, I'm a little bit flat this morning. I woke up with I two, gray, <laughs> two extra grey hairs on the noggin. I've only got about 12 hairs left. What's happened? And, uh, and uh, no, just two extra grey hairs. And uh, I was sitting there with, uh, in fact, um, Kaboo early and... And thinking, Gaza Blankets, fixed emergency. Surely, surely not. I'm sitting there refreshing riser every one minute this morning. And fish scratching comes out with about five to go. And I'm thinking, we're right, we're okay. Everyone else looks ready to go. And then 7.29, got open, scratch one. And there you go, Gaza Blanket comes into the field. So yeah, <laughs> your early price on Kabo, you end up betting in 150% market. So I've, uh, I was absolutely filthy at about 7.29, but... We've got to get move on, and we've got to get into it. So uh, let's put that behind. We soldier on, buddy. Um, yes, I, I saw you were very upset in the group chat uh, this morning when that happened to you. But are you still confident that Kambu can hold Gaza Blanker at bay? Yeah, I'm not too worried about Gaza, to be honest. I'm just, just annoyed that he put 20% in the market that wasn't there. Um, so, you know, the price that I took Kambu doesn't look so great anymore, where... You know, I'm all about beating the market. So that's, that's all I care about at the end of the day is if you beat the market long-term, that holds you in good stead. So I don't think I will beat the market with that bet, which is annoying. But I'm surprised it backed him. I, I thought he was sort of kitchen sink by J-Mac the other day and, and just got there. I think he's looking for a bit further. And everyone says Kaboo's looking for further, but I'm sure we'll talk about that race later. But um, I thought he was far too short, guys. So yeah. We sure will. And, mate, there's always the dye. If the grey hairs are taking over, you can always get the dye and put a bit of colour through everything. Not too far away, I must admit, giving <laughs> something like that a go. But uh, Would you consider yeah, a wig? Would you consider a wig or that's too far? Mate, I've thought about the hair transplant, to be honest. I've thought about it for a while. What about the uh, rug? Well, can you, I don't know what all the options are these days, but I'm going to consider it because I'm not one who cares what others think. You know, others think and others are going to think it looks like terribly, but if it looks all right to me, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. So I might go down that path and have a look, actually. Uh, John said on the text line that blinkers are the most overrated gear change. Um, what gear change does he rate? Well, the new hair, that might be one, Damo. <laughs> Brad Davidson, new hair on. <laughs> Cardi- cardiac arrhythmia last start and blinkers off. Are much, uh, much better than blinkers first time. I'll give you Let's say good morning to these other two lunatics. Darren Flindell, how are you? Bit happening on the group chat, wasn't there, of a Thursday mm. afternoon. You couldn't keep up, Darren. 
Well, firstly, I've never seen a good rug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, secondly, yes, there was a bit of action um, on the on the group. We've gone off rather early on a Thursday as well. I thought oh. I went to Kamachi, and then once again I get gazumped and Brad the seven twenty nine. I've been whinging about the seven twenty nine fiasco for oh, weeks yeah. and weeks oh, and yeah. weeks. It does my head in <laughs> when, when there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. But no, it's seven twenty nine. They make you wait, and then it's out, and you think, well. That's half the day ruined. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but in regards to today, um, I'm really excited about the shorts. There's obviously there'll be a lot of phone calls going on after this race to to sort out Everest slots. We're really getting into that zone now. It's one month to go, and certain mm. slot holders will need to lock in and get something sorted out today. So that's going to tell us uh, where we're at there. And the and the T row stakes. I always love these three year old races, and um, I'm very excited about Kamochi today, getting up to her right trip now, fourteen hundred metres, and a good big field as well. Uh, so the the T rows and the shorts are the two races I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely, Darren. It's really exciting uh, today. Now, Andrew Hurley, he's with us. We know he's a big Private Eye fan. Oh, didn't the toys go out of the cot when we said he couldn't have Private Eye? Yeah, Hurls, what's happening? Good morning. couple of things. Uh, we'll get to Private Eye <laughs> in a minute and that group chat. Now, I just want to ask you how Newcastle was, because we've got a cracking story that goes back about 20 years. Mm-hmm. How yep. was Newcastle? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did call up there. I did. It was great. It was good, thanks. Um, mm. Enjoyed Nothing the day. Crowd. Good crowd, good racing. Yeah. And I finally got to tick off a genuine, genuine career goal, Darren, getting to call the Great Horse Democracy yeah, Manifest good. winning a race. Oh, yes. Oh, now I style as well. Hey, they're, ty- they're trying to retire me, a few of them out there. Well, now I can go out happy, Darren, after that. <laughs> yeah, he, he got that pace that he just relishes yesterday and a masterful ride up the fence here. It was good to watch. No, it was succulent hills. Mm. So, about 20-odd years ago, a mate of mine and I decided to go up to the Newcastle Cup. It was a two-day at Carnival then, the Cameron on the Thursday and the Cup on the Friday. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we hightailed it up the freeway. We've walked in and we didn't quite back the card, but we weren't far off. So we're very, very happy with ourselves and as such had plenty of celebratory drinks. So we go to a restaurant straight after the race. We're talking 5.36 o'clock. Anyway, have a massive theme, what have you. Go out for the rest of the night, celebrate, etc., etc. Wake up the next day and rather dusty. So we've sort of looked at each other. Do you want to give the races a miss today and we'll head home? So we decide to. So we get in the car and very, very quiet down the freeway, you know, thinking about life and what have you. And I said to him, well, mate, I said, um, how much was dinner last night? Uh, I don't know. I said, do you remember paying? He said, nope. So this is pre-mobile phone days. I get home, have to get the phone book out and ring the restaurant and say, look, mate, we were in there pretty early last night, sat next to the window, etc. We're concerned we didn't pay. The manager says, oh, look, I wasn't on last night. I'll just get the other staff member. He gets on the phone and says, mate, uh, not only did you pay, uh, your bill came to 230 and you left a $70 tip. <laughs> so the punt must have been pretty good then. It was... <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous uh, behaviour. But we did the right thing. But, um, yeah, that story always uh, 
comes out at Newcastle. Very good, Hells, and that story. Is there a shorter version? Is there a shorter version of that story? That was a short version, actually. I was going to say we needed another hour there for Hells' actual story. I was thinking I should have went to the pub before the story started. Whenever you tell Mardo a story, he always says quicker. It's, uh, it throws you off. Well, punters, 0419767272. What did you think of Andrew Hurley's story time to uh, kick off behind the gates? Let us know on the text line uh, what you new thought. New segment. Uh, new segment. How's this track going to play today, Davo? Seven-metre rail, dry. Yeah, I got four data points on, on this rail position the last couple of years, and either fence in run or on pace, but I wouldn't be backing too much and get back in the ruck until you see a pattern that allows that because this is going to be the fastest track in some time. We've got a 30-degree day. The weather's turned and put it on, and I know they've put uh, some irrigation on on Thursday, but they've had no rain all winter. That just goes straight through. I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever, and I think you want to be up and in today. Let's get straight to this shorts, guys, because it is a mouth-watering contest. Hurls, what's the market telling us at the moment? Race 8. Yeah, bottom down at 2 this morning in secret. It's now at $3. Overpass, very solid at $5.50. Remark, $6.50. Buenos Notches, $7.50. Private Eye at 10 Lost and running, 11 along with uh, Hawaii 5.0. Then we go out to Ruthless Dame. As you'd expect, it's a very, very strong betting race. Uh, Figures-wise, it's Pretty much market order. Was support this morning for Private Eye. It's got out from nine fifty to $10. Um, it's just such a cracking race. There's a lot of opinions floating around town. Uh, probably best back this morning. Or biggest trim up uh, would be for Remark and Buenos Notches. Darren, how did you handle this race? Um, overpass seems to sail to the front. Remark will be handy. Lost and running. They've got a decision to make there. What they do with him if they press the button and try and just put him in the race somewhat. Mm. Um, the, the way Overpass has been trialling, he's absolutely flying. He wants to secure this Everest slot today. And from barrier one, he's just going to bounce out and lead for a long way. And as Brad just mentioned, I think you sort of want to be up and in here today with the rail out. And a fairly dry track, so I keep coming back to overpass as the one that's going to be really, really hard to run down. Thought um, he, he absolutely toyed with him in that in that Rose Hill trial. It was really nice work there that morning. So I've gone with the horse. I just think will lead here overpass. I think in secret will be the one that's digging in late, running into second. Remark will probably map really well and play some type of role in the finish. At Lost and Running, I think we'll probably go forward from his draw and put himself in somewhat of a position. His trials are telling us that he's going all right. So uh, we'll, we'll get to see the evidence here today. So I've gone four, five, seven, three. I've actually left Private Eye out of my top four just for the fear of where he's going to be in the run. Mm, yeah, he's likely to be back and he'll be hoping that they go along, Brad, so that he can run on strongly. I spoke to Joe Pride this morning. He's not too concerned about the 1,100 metres. He said he's got him fresh enough, but it's still a question mark for me just because we've got no recent reference point for him at 1,100 metres. He's only one run there once, and that was in a Gosford benchmark race. Um, but, look, we can't doubt his quality. Yeah, it's definitely a concern, isn't it? Um, I think in an ideal world, if you ask Joe Pride what distance he would have preferred, he definitely would have preferred 1,200 um, fresh, and, and particularly the fact that it's going to be an 1,100 fast track. It, I think it does put him in a bit of trouble back there. Uh, he's a class horse. I thought he was a little bit below par last prep. I know Hurls will argue that you know things didn't go right. He had the issue the too. Day, which, yeah, he which he is had the knee enough, issue, yeah. 
But, he, but you got to remember the prep prior to that as well when he ran second on Everest. He just went to a whole new level. Was that just one preparation that he went to that level? Because I know, you know, he, he, he's luckless in Stradbrokes and things like that. But that next preparation, his ratings just went through the roof. So can he get back to that level? Maybe, but I don't think it's today. Um, I, I think I've thrown him in the quaddy, but probably just because I... Uh, because Hills is sitting there in the back of my mind, and I don't want to—I uh, don't want to be filthy if he if he wins, and I don't have him in the quaddy. Um, but uh, look, I, I'm with Darren. I think overpass is the, the way to play the race. He's your bulletproof on speed, ready to go. Race is very well fresh, wet or dry. No issue for him. 1100 perfect first up, and he'll lead and, and lead for a very long way. I thought in secret was a little bit too short in the market. Um, semi-final day for her. It's not grand final. She. She's got a slot if she wants it. She's a 1,200-metre horse. She did a good job the other day, don't get me wrong, but uh, I thought, um, I still think her best is down the Flemington Strait, and I think she's a two-length inferior horse anywhere else. So um, I think she's a little bit short. And Remark, he's got to be a great chance, but they were criticising Tyler Schiller's ride down there, Melbourne Media, John O'Neill and a few others were potting him deluxe there for his ride on Remark. Uh, Fair income. I don't know what they were watching, but it was a cracking ride. He was, was unafraid. He was not afraid to stick wide on a tempo where they went even. He outrode J-Mac, who went back, when you should have just been sitting wide around one turn. The ride won the race, simple as that. And I, I just cannot work out how you could criticise that ride at all. I thought it was a cracking ride. So um, sitting wide around one turn, no issue. So I think he got the right favours the other day. I'm not sure, you know, he gets a bit of a different setup. He doesn't get that sort of lead today. So uh, he's a chance of all the same. Text here from Hogger. Davo, uh, Buenos Noches. Surely you're a believer now. I think Hogger declared him before he resumed on the text line. He, he nailed it that way, and I'm excited to see how he can measure up against these A-graders now, Davo. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Hogger. You got that 100% spot on first up. Uh, look, it's obviously a whole different level today. I think we'll find out a lot more about him. But again, I think it's the same, right? It's back to 1100. I don't love that for him. Not second up, back in trip. I think 1,200 would have been much more to his liking. So I've got him there, but again, I've got a few ahead of him. I just digress for one moment. Barber, guys. I've had this text a few times today, so I just want to get it out there now before I uh, before it gets lost on me. But is, is there an issue with him, do we know? Because he's been in and scratched a few times, and that always starts to get a bit of a concern if you... If you're set to run and out, have you guys heard anything along the grapevine about Barber, why he's not running today? No, I haven't. No. We'll keep our ear to the ground if any news filters through and we'll try and update that listener. But the answer is we don't know. We're not sure uh, at the moment what's happening with Barber. Back to the shorts. Um, Marzu, guys, he's already got the slot. Uh, is he, he Is he there with less intent today, Darren, considering he's already sewn up for an Everest? I'm sort of looking at it that way, and particularly from the draw as well. He's not going to get the ideal run today. That, that's why I focused on, from a winning point of view, over pass, because mm. uh, the, the big derby Sydney could be really wanting to get this horse locked in ASAP, I dare say. And with Buenos Notches, I'm not sure. We're going to learn a lot more about him here today. He got the easy kill first up in the Group 3. Now he's going to the to a much higher level and probably not as well um, fancied at this distance of 1,100 as he was the 12. But at least he proved here at, at Ramwick he can do it on the right-handed circuit because basically his best form being down the straight at Flemington. So I think we learn a lot more about Buenos Notches today. Mm. What do we make of his form lines, Davo? Uh, Buenos Notches, he beat Argentia and Dragonstone last start. Argentia, she's been consistent without winning, I suppose. 
Yeah, she's been disappointing since when heavily back. I think the form hasn't really stood up, but he was a dominant winner. He was first up. He's the one going on to better things. So I can't be too harsh on him. It's just it's the deep, deep race here and backing trips and fast track and getting back a bit. He's not fast out of the gate. So he'll need a fair track for sure. A couple of other texts here. Um, just a, a text in regards to remark and the fact, hey guys, um, he wouldn't settle and then finally the penny has dropped when they matured towards five-year-olds, making a sort of nature strip comparison in the sense that Remark used to be that keen-going horse and now that he's a bit older and more mature, he's he's starting to settle down. He's had that wind operation too, so I think that that is a key point. It's important that he does relax because he's had the wind issue, so I think that's certainly going to help him improve better, uh, improve. Uh, anything to add, Hurls, on the shorts before we move on? Yeah, well, now into 260 in the last five minutes in secret. So it's gone 270, peaks at 310, back to 260. I'll just cover off on, on Private Eye. Um, I take all the points. I don't, I don't like in secret at all. I think Overpass is clearly the horse to beat. I was actually encouraged to hear uh, Joe Pride saying that he was relieved that he actually found a, uh, a problem with it last, uh, last campaign. It had a bit of bad luck, but it was obviously... Uh, something amiss. I thought its trial was fantastic. I think the 1100 is possibly fraction um, too short, but look, he's only had the 27 starts. So people are sort of saying the old boy or whatever. I, I just think he'll run super today. Good text from Bob from the Bolo here in regards mm. to Overpass. Um, he's never won in seven starts at Randwick, Darren. That's obviously a stat mm. that, that has some weight. I was looking at that. I thought that's that's quite incredible. Um, but I'm, I'm just coming back to the fact that visually, watching his work, he just looks to be flying, and I just think he's going to lead for for such a long way. But yeah, it's interesting that he he's never really been a Ramwick horse in the past. But I think too, uh, in unique circumstances, very dry track uh, today, so it's going to be an advantage to be sort of on the speed where you just have to keep running. Pearls, on your story, one text here. One of the most <laughs> anti-climatic stories I've ever heard. You only spent 250 on dinner after a fill-up. So there you 230 go. plus oh, 72. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's 20 years ago, so it's probably, you know, double that. Anyway. Now, can, are you going to stay on task with your early crow a little bit later in the show as well? You're not going to tip something in a month's time? It's going to be about I today, we, just checking? I thought we were in agreement that, um, that I can go right. We're to do whatever I want. Okay, well, we'll wait and see what happens You're the later. captain. I, 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 look, it was said in the group chat that we gave you a little bit of a roaming sort of role, that you could be a bit, a little bit loose, but I just want to keep you on task to some degree, Hells. We can't run You're a rat right. house around here, okay? No, <laughs> no we can't. But we were pretty stiff with the, uh, with the multi in terms of the selections. We've all obviously... We'll get to that. Bang, we'll get yep. into it Thursday afternoon, and bang, it was... Yeah, we'll, roots still private eye. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, let's go to uh, this exciting Group One, uh, or not Group One, but Seven Stakes. It used to be a Group One, George Main, but that race has been moved and is now known as the King Charles the Third, the old George Main. And Fangirl, there's a text here about her guys, um, Davo. Given your comments about the track potentially being up and in today, what do you think about Fangirl? That one from Billy Davo. Yeah, I think she's a risk. She has to be, doesn't she? I mean, two two points. One, she gets back on a seven-metre rail on a good three, as we've spoken about. But the second point, which I think has been missed here, is 
J-Mac's the, the rider for her. Like, J-Mac just gets the best out of her, and, and when he doesn't ride her, she doesn't seem to go as well. Um, he seems to, to get what she's about and, and just get it spot on. So I, I think there's a couple of key negatives. I think if you want to be diving in at that sort of price, you'd be wanting a, down the middle of the track. And it could be. Who knows? You know, we, we, we don't know until it actually starts, but the odds are it won't be. So, um, yeah, I, I think you've got to be against her a little bit today. I think Zaki's the one who's on speed. He's... He's there, he's tough, he, he was exposed first up off the one-stop trial, he's going to be fitter, and he'd be the way I would I would land, think it over, sort of, you know, getting towards towards fitness now, but, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's the way I sort of saw the race, Zaki over Fangirl, but I wasn't sort of overly keen to play, to be honest. Yeah, I ended up going with Zaki for the fact he's, he looks the leader now that Pericles was scratched uh, this morning, so Zaki, I think, bounces to the front, I think think it over will be right on his hammer uh, all the way uh, coming up the up the rise. Then Fangirl running on. And I do like my Oberon a little bit. If there was more, if I thought they'd go a stronger pace in this race, I would have toyed with the option of putting my Oberon uh, on top. But I'd certainly look at him as a place bet opportunity, given the, the big price that he's going out at today. But, yeah, just the way the race sets up here, I'm Team Zaki today. He's Anyone uh, really loves the... Going global, I mentioned it last um, last start that it was sort of fifty ones into about nineteen. It's nineteen out of twenty three. But anyone see some fast improvement today? Not hopeless. No, thanks. Oh, Darren no, against. Oh, I don't no, think. Fair enough. I don't think it's hopeless. There you go. Oh, I don't think he's hopeless. He was in a bumping duel there. Last start behind Pericles, he got a bit tight for room, guys. Yeah, I think you're being a bit harsh, boys. Just sacking him off. Off that one run, uh, I thought he did a pretty good job to be beaten 2.7. So, yeah, we'll wait and I'll give, see. I'll give you this. I think uh, we discussed this prior to the race uh, last time, and my biggest concern was her manners. When Chris Waller Ooh. took her out for a track gallop at Canterbury in between races, and her behaviour was terrible. And I have to say, when she moved out onto the track here, I had a good close look at her, and she'd certainly... Uh, come on heaps um, with her demeanour. So she was much, much better behaved for that trip to, to Randwick last time out. So maybe um, you know, the staff there with, with Chris Waller, they've just been working ways to, to calm her down and they, and they might be there now. So this might see an improvement in the form. That's great information for our listeners, Darren. So a keen yard watch there on Going Global today. I just wanted to mention who Yarmal Mal too, guys. I uh, Mm. This might not be his day second up 1,600 metres, Darren, but this horse is nominated for a Caulfield Cup, a Cox Plate, a Melbourne Cup. Uh, They've kept their options open with him, and I think as the distances increase, even a Metropolitan, a race like that, I I really think he can be a player across the carnival in one of those uh, big group ones over a little bit of ground, maybe a handicap. To be honest, in the Chelmsford Stakes, so when they're sort of all all across the track and Huya Mal just sort of burst into the clear about three lengths behind them, I thought he might be the one. And he looked like he was coming into it and he's, he just peaked on his run. So he will be a lot fitter today. But yeah, logically, you look at Huya Mal and think, but he, he needs to go up in distance. But at least he'll be fitter today and he's got a draw that he could probably get a good spot. Yeah, most definitely, Darren. Uh, Davo, is he a horse... Of interest for you going forward, who you are, Mal, potentially? He seems, yeah, he seems to have come back really well, doesn't he? I don't think today he is. But saying that, it's it's extremely winnable race. Like, you wouldn't have mm. to improve much these types of horses to beat the, the Zakis and Fangirls because I don't think they're out and out. You know, Zaki's a little bit probably beyond his best now at sort of nine and Fangirls that solid benchmark. But she's, 
she's very beatable. So they wouldn't have to jump out of the ground, these top horses. I'm surprised. I know it's late for age, but I'm surprised there's not more benchmark horses that are going well they have had a crack because I, I, I think our late for age stocks at the moment are extremely thin and, and they're, they're, you know, like it's, it's a race where if one improves two or three lengths, they can win it. And just on Zaki too, he is nine in Australia, but he's Northern Hemisphere bred, so he's not actually nine uh, for uh, I think another four or five months. So um, I mean, that what does that it's mean? Drawing probably, a long bow. Yeah, probably probably <laughs> means nothing. I'm kidding myself. <laughs> but that is the seven stakes. Uh, a really interesting contest. We jump to the last because Davo was getting hot under the collar about Garza Blanca gaining entry here, Darren. He's back caboo, huh. expecting Garza to come out and not cop the deduction because it's an emergency. Now Garza's in the field, caboo's longer. <laughs> I think he should just reload, Darren. What do you think? I was hitting the refresh button several times as well for different reasons for the <laughs> horse above Garza Blanca. Oh, God. Uh, how frustrating. Is this You've got six, six emergencies in one race. Garza <laughs> um, <clears throat> Blanca, I, I, I'm not sure. That was a outstanding ride by McDonald to get that home. At the 100 metres, you didn't know which way it was going to go. There was four of them slogging it out, and McDonald lifted him and got the timing spot on. He's got to go up a class now. That was 78, and this is 88. And what he's, he's got, uh, what, two and a half kilos less to carry going up a whole grade. I'd, I'm not getting too carried away with Garza Blanca as a winning chance, and I might upset Brad a little bit here. I'm going to be really, really wary of Caboo uh, here today. I'm not really sure what we're going to see out of him. I thought his first trial behind Eduardo was fine because he wasn't asked to do anything. Just that last trial behind Hawaii 5.0 when he was in his slipstream and there was a point at about the 175. I think the rider was sort of restraining him or he might have just given him a bit of a click, but it looked like he switched legs. And the moment he did, he, he changed stride. And then he just started to, to fade out of it. So I'm not convinced that was a good trial. And he's, you know, he's been a horse right from the start. He's been into work. He's been out of work. Um, it's, I, I just don't know about Caboo first up over 1,200 metres today at that price. Dover. I've actually gone with, I've gone with Cote. I yeah. think he'll just, I think he'll he'll just get a, a beautiful run. Yeah. He can just drop in without being necked, not being pushed out. He'll jump of his own accord, but he won't be contesting the lead, I dare say. He'll, he'll be looking for that cover. I think Cote's a great each-way bet. There's Darren Flindell's thoughts. Davo, what's your rebuttal there? Because I know you're firmly in the corner of this caboo, and uh, he got going again seemingly after the line. My question, Mark, in regards to him would be, 1,200 metres, because I do believe this is a miler in time. I think you're right. He's a miler in time. but um, And when I first looked at the trial, I tend to agree, but I think they just rode him differently, right? Like they don't, Which is, they don't sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, buddy, but that's unusual for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott's horses, is it not? Normally in the exactly. trials, they're tested, but maybe it was... Yeah. I mean, that was September 5. He's had the long, um, long preparation and build-up. Maybe he just needed a quieter one. I'm not sure... Yep. Yeah, they just tried him differently. Simple as that. If they wanted to ride him out, I'm sure he would have looked a lot more impressive. So I'm just saying they wanted to keep a bit of freshness in those legs. Um, what I love about him today is he's off the long break in the in the uh, in the winter. And look, he's not in classic legend class, right? In terms of like you know we're comparing apples and oranges. But you look at what classic legend did off his long break. He come back. He won the July Sprint in tradesman-like fashion off a long break, right? But that was the bridging run he needed to then go to the spring off a short break and go crunch. He won the shorts first up. He went on to win the Everest that year. So they've done the same with Caboo. They've said, with long break, we've had injuries. What we'll do 
will have the long break into the run into the, the winter. He got rolled with 16.5, but the rating he produced there is clear as field. So if he runs up to that, he wins, right? The good thing about that is he's had the long break and now he's had the short one. So for me, he can only run up to that figure, if not better. Um, and he only needs to run that figure to win this and win it comfortably enough. So I think he's in really well in this grade. I think he just leads for fun. I think they roll on him. And I think there's only two scenarios, or well, the three scenarios. He either wins easily, he wins by a neck or, or something like that, or he gets beaten in the neck. I, I can't see him fading out of it. So that's why I think he's a, he's a good bet. He's a better bet without Gaza because, you know, Gaza takes up a lot of percentage of the market. But I'm with you. I think Coach Hay might be the danger at sort of 12s. I had a little saver on him. But I, I still think he's a, a, a different class of animal to, to what Kaboo is. I think Kaboo's too good. They need to win this race to get his rating up. There's the intent. He's ready to go. I think he just owns the race from the front, and I think he just wins. Love what it, price did you mark it at, Dave? Dave? Oh, I could have marked him a dollar eighty if I if I wanted to, but two dollars ten because the market was a, was a little bit again. Well, you're getting two fifty now. Yeah, well, that's because Gaza's in the race. But um, look, I marked him two ten with Gaza in the race. Like I said, I I've got Gaza blanker around six seven dollars because I. I think Kitchens think to beat Stromboli and Perret last time out. Um, he, he's run home the 51st best last 200 of the day. Like it's, his run was that, that overrated; right? it wasn't funny. Um, and it's just J Mate got him over the line, like threw him over the line. So maybe the dry track helps him today, but he'd, he'd want to improve three lengths on what he showed the other day. So you couldn't be upset then that you're getting 250 if you marked it what 180. No, I'm already on. I took 250 early. So if, if if Gaza's not in the race, he's two dollars ten, and we get the great edge on the market, which is all I care about. You know, I'll, right? And you're I'll, concerned that it'll get out? Is that that where you're coming from? Well, it just can't get much shorter because now Gaza's in the race. He's a four dollar chance for this twenty percent of the market. So, what I'm saying is that if if Gaza's not there, he's a great bet. But now Gaza's there. You know, regardless if I think Gaza's a six dollar chance, the market says he's a three dollar fifty chance. The market's a better judge than me. So. That's where the percentage comes back in the market and means that, you know, Caboose 240, 250, 260 now. Right. That's race 10. Great uh, summation from the guys there. I hope that answers some of the uh, listener questions in regards to that particular race. Um, yeah, that is interesting about Gaza Blanca's final 200. I mean, you would think at the end of 1200 where the race, Davo, was run below average, uh, they might have come home a little bit quicker. But J-Mac was quite... Um, he was uh, quite praising in regards to Gaza Blanca after the win. I know it was a little bit leaderish that day, so I uh, wonder if that could be a, a reason for forgiving uh, the fact he, he hasn't got the sectionals on the board. But really interesting finish to the day, but I don't disagree with Darren. I think Cote can do something at a price, guys. We move on. Uh, we've talked about the shorts, we've talked about the seven stakes, and we've talked about the last. Now we go to these fillies. Race number six, the T-Rose stakes for Dali, and they're getting closer together all the time again, Hurls, these two, Tis Invincible and Kamachi. This market, it's the most intriguing betting race of the day because it's flipped and flopped between Tis Invincible and Kamachi, and they're keeping Tropical Squall really, really safe. So today... Um, 360, 370 now, as short as 320. Now, I'm referring to Tis Invincible. That's the shortest price we've bet all week. Uh, Kamachi, 460, Wednesday, 360, now. And again, Tropical Squall, 6 into 550. Just before your thoughts, Darren, um, text here, 
uh, Fangirl is a benchmark horse. It's won four million. Davo, please. Davo, you didn't say it was a benchmark horse, did you? Surely. <laughs> no, I said that benchmark horses should be having a crack because these horses are beatable. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay. Thanks for clarifying. I was just going to say that'd be a bit rough, Davo. Poor old Fangirl. I mean, she's a dual group one winner. <laughs> she's a good horse, but she's got a terrible yeah. racing style that makes her beatable. Exactly. All the time. Yeah, if you're a backmarker, it's a lot harder to win than if you're up on top of the speed, that's for sure. Sorry for the interruption, Darren, but um, I just had to clear that up. Um, how are you seeing this T-Rose stakes? Well, as far as the lead's concerned, Tropical Squall's going to have an absolute picnic up front. Just jump lead and, and give a really good sight. But before the, the Princess Series started, Kamachi was always on my radar. Once she goes over a bit of ground, this is when it'll be time to hit the ATM and have a pop at her. So here we are today, up to the 1,400 metres. She was great against Tiz Invincible last time. And uh, I'm really, really keen on Kamachi winning the T-Rose today. I've made her the best bet of the day. I think Tiz Invincible's in a really good place. She was... I think the rosebud form was suspect, but she did what she had to do there, and then she went on with it in the Furious. So I've got a lot of respect for Tiz Invincible. I think she's going to map her quite well. Um, the only one at longer odds I've, I've sort of put in here is Unique Ambition, um, the maiden. I, I liked the way she really savaged the line behind Carazana in a maiden here on the Kenzo track. I thought she could run a place at big odds, but I'm all over Kamachi today and the T-Rose. What about you, Davo? Oh, another change I'm just seeing too. Tis Invincible now 320. Kamachi 370. Are you seeing that as well, Hurls? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I think I just said that. Um, oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah, so, it just... yeah, no, you're right. It's been, as I said, it's just been up and down between these two. And I don't know if um, Tis Invincible's got the last laugh here with uh, that 320. It's a very, very strong betting race. Yeah, my computer just a bit slow to update. Um, Davo, what are you... Are those scratchings from Flemington come through yet, um, Oh, mate, just took a little while. They were in from for a long time this morning, buddy. Were you buying that? Yeah, I bought it. If you said so. Good. I might have been told otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Who's giving me up? Ah, he's, I'm gonna have, a, have I got a mole in my midst here in this studio? Well, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll get to the bottom of this, Davo. I'll say, don't worry, fellas, with the price changes for Komachi and Tizimitsu. They'll, ch- they'll change another 10,000 times before the race starts. <laughs> yeah, so when, it's um, 10.37 now, and Tiz Invincible's 3.20. We'll see what price is when we finish the show. Mm. Oh, it'll go 3.30, then 3.20, then 3.10, then they might go 2.90, then they might go 3.60, <laughs> then 3.40. Ah, uh, yeah, well, the way the bookmaking is these days. But, uh, look, Komachi for me, guys... Um, I thought it was a better run in the lead-up. Um, I think they've got to be more aggressive with her here. She just had to get a pair further back. I didn't think Tiz jumped that well in the in the lead-up. And I think if they want, Kamachi can actually settle in front of it here. But I think the other salient point was on the turn when Tiz Invincible let down. Kamachi had to go around a horse, and that cost her another length. So I thought her run was better in the lead-up. I think she can turn the tables. I think 1,400 is fine for both of them. But I agree with Darren. I think the best roughly the day is this unique ambition um different forms good form here guys because i don't think these fillies are mm. absolute stars and i thought this was a terrific run first up against carizana who i think could be really good the third horse gold bullion's gone down to melbourne and walked in uh the time was sensational if it was a wet track i'd be really keen it might be a bit firm that's the concern and it might be sort of 1600 and potentially the oaks horse but I think at the $26, it's the bet you want to have in the race. Mm. I like it, Dave. I think um, the other one for the flight stakes is August Bloom. 
Agree, agree. I, I can't see many milers among these guys. Like horses that you could definitely say, yep, you're going to like the distance. Mm. Maybe Zardozzi, but she's got to show us uh, she's come back. A text from a listener here. Um, I think Summer Loving is a good each-way chance in race six. Yep, wide with cover last start. Um, was an acceptable run. But, Darren, I'm just I'm trying to find that horse that's going to really enjoy the mile when they get there. And I tell you what, a few of these are going to feel the pain, I think. I, I just uh, That prompted me to quickly to have a look at the futures market on the flight stakes. And I look mm-hmm. at Unique Ambitions, $26 for the flight stakes, which I find interesting. What um, price? I think August, she might, what price she August might be Bloom? worth. Uh, August Bloom. 11 Is it? $11? Yeah, it's only 11 yeah. Actually, it's about uh, fourth pick in the market. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, I could nibble, but I, I've sort of dropped off with the all-in markets, guys. I just yeah, same here. I've just lost a. I, I find it you oh, you get burnt more often than not, uh, unless you're taking fifties, Davo. I, I think it's you're better off to just wait until they're actually there and not do your cash cold sometimes. Well, I think what sums it up. I asked Phil to ask the tab team to put a. Uh a horse in the market that hadn't even raced into a Group 1 market, and they went up 26 bucks. What? Oh, fella, yeah, what Have a go. 26 They got beaten in a maiden the following Monday. Oh, yeah. What was like, the horse? Where's the uh, Moesha? I think it's a nice horse, but I, I wanted to back it in the Group 1,000 guineas, and, and I thought, 126, they're missing the one in front of it. Come on, fellas. Hey, hey Dave, Dave, Dave back in these markets. Just a reminder who pays the wages. <laughs> just, just, just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, but come on. I know what you're to... saying. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Come on, the traders. Timmy Ryan, you talk about grey hairs. No wonder he's hairs, <laughs> hairs grey. He's, he's just always copping it from disgruntled punters about the unders. Hey, they get a few wrong too, don't worry. Red card. I, I don't know if any listeners out there were able to take advantage of that last week, but 750 I think it started, what price? 250 mm. So... There's opportunities, guys. There are opportunities out there. And um, this text here as well, I love when Davo gets fired up. Absolute turn on. So that's one of my favourite texts that we've received, <laughs> Davo, in recent times. <laughs> See, there you go. I'll just leave that one. Uh, and here's another one just to put you back in your place. Davo, um, have a whinge. You're getting a better price, Kaboo, now and still complaining. If you really think it can win, go again. Why don't you go again, Davo? I bet. At the jump, like I said to Pearls in our group chat this morning, hard to hard in my opinion to win at the jump because the syndicates win at one to two percent. But the whole idea in this game is you've got to beat the market. You can't just take the price. I'll just cut you off. I don't want you to go on again. Come on, (laughs) let's move this along. (laughs) All right, boys, time for the multi. Now it was as I said at the top of the show. The group chat was. It was all happening because I take it upon myself to let the guys know what the Punters Panel Multi have taken on the Friday show. And when I told the group that Chris Roots had taken private eye, well, Hurls, weren't you just upset? And what did you do? You've, you've made a phone call, Hurls. Yeah, friend Dicko. He said, uh, yeah, this is not on. Uh, everyone knows that Private Eye is my favourite horse. I was always going to take it. So, um, yep, you're going to uh, move the goalpost on me this week and allow it. I'm going to allow oh, well. you to take it, and so is Dicko, who frames these multis. Mm. So, Private Eye, spoiler alert, that will be your leg this week, Hell. So, he carries the weight of two multis, Private Eye, this week. The Punters Panel multi, and now Andrew Hurley and the Behind the Gates multi, hey? Yeah, you'll uh, you'll be collecting. 
So there Special circumstances. When you are a consistent tipper of a certain horse, I think there's got to be some dispensation in this case. What this yeah, is? Uh, look, it's not something I... In all seriousness, I, I'm not one of these blokes that says, oh, what do you like today? I'm backing X because I backed it last night. I don't do it. But Private Eye's been so good to me. He's as honest as, as all get up, and I just think he'll run really well for that. So, anyway. Oh. Race eight, number one for Andrew Hurley. Now, at the because I was on the punters panel this week and selected Fangirl as my leg, I thought it was probably unfair on our audience to carry another horse over. So, I mean, I've taken it upon myself to let Hurley have his way, and I have gone, our listeners are going to love this, to the highway, <laughs> race two, number 13, once again, my girl. I interviewed Brett Kavanagh this morning, guys. And I got a really good feel about this mare from his interview. I've liked her on form. Um, so she is my leg for this week's multi uh, for a point of difference. Race two, number 13, once again, my girl. Darren, what are you doing? Um, since I couldn't take Kamachi, um, my second pick is just fine. The, the Waterhouse bot import that just toyed with them first up and that benchmark 94 up on the speed. Ran right away from them. I reckon there's plenty of upside here with Just Fine. We'll be right up on the speed here uh, for Regan Bayless. Yeah, I think it just wins again Just Fine, so it's safe for our multi. Love it, Darren. Brad Davidson. I, uh, I've gone Kaboo in the last, and before Andrew Hurley has a go at me for tipping another shorty, let's just call what he did during the week what it is, boys. One set of rules for Hurl and, and uh, another set for the rest of us. <laughs> you got a point, Davo. <laughs> But, but I think Dicko picked up the phone and said, Private Eye, yeah, I'm happy to have that in both multis because it's going to get back and might, uh, might just knock both multis <laughs> out. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> anyway. Mate, um, I think our listeners just know straight away every week. Uh, they just go to the form guide, have a look at the shortest price of the day, and they know that Dave will, um, <laughs> will take it. Now, last week his excuse was he wanted to be last in. Well, he was pretty much Johnny on the spot and uh, still takes the short. Anyway, we've got a price of $5 today. Um, yeah, I like the look of it. I probably concede mine's probably the, the the risk, if you like, but he'll still run well. We've got race two, number 13. Don't cover yourself now. Girl. Race 5, number 16, just fine. Race 8, number 1, private eye. And race 10, number 6, kaboo. We're going with a $5, a maximum bet of $50. Go to uh, today's, under sports, today's offers and bang it's open or racing and racing offers on the tab app. And uh, yeah, it's ready to roll and be quick. Adam from Wombrel, he is it Wombrel guys? W A. Yeah, yeah Wombrel. Adam, Beautiful. he's filthy. He's filthy. Marlo, you're kidding. I'll be saving my twenty five this week. Adam is uh, loath to the highways, but Adam, guess what, brother? It's a max bet of fifty this week. So get involved. <laughs> get involved, and good luck if you are taking the multi. Quick break. When we come back, we'll do our early crows. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry. The Early Crow. Yeah, welcome back to Behind the Gates. Time for our Early Crows where we have uh, a little bit of an opinion on the day's racing and next week we see how we went. Let's revisit last week. Firstly to you, Brad Davidson. How did you go last week? 
Yeah, the recommendation, I said, uh, would walk in at the valley and, and announce himself as a promising sprinter. I don't think you'll find an easier watch than that horse last weekend. He had the race on the bit from the 800, and if he's not a group horse, I'll be very shocked. Brad gets a tick. Darren Flindell, how did you go last week with your early crow? I said Nadal at $26 is a great each-way bet. I'm, I was very confident he'd run a place. And I tell you what, at the 150, I thought he was going to win. <laughs> How good. Darren Flindell gets a tick. Beautifully done. Nadal to run a place, spot on. And, well, do we even bother going to Hurls after he broke the rules again last week, guys? No, I, I, I had to right the wrong, and I said Grisilla Styler was the lay of the day. Tick. Give him tick. a tick, Neil. Uh, tick, Nick, tick. Did I just call you Neil? What the hell? I'm not sweet today. Uh, and mine, guys, I don't know if I get a tick or a cross here. I said that Zapatea would break my hoodoo of sinking the multis. Well, the multis still went down, but my leg did win. So what do you think, Nick? He gives me Nick. a tick. Okay, beautiful. So No, I'm you back. said it would win. I Did I? We'll have to yeah. review the tape. Let's go upstairs. Video referee. No, Ashley will rule on this on, on the ground here. <laughs> Not Ashley. We don't want Ashley to rule on it. Actually, if he does, then I'll get, definitely get a ding. Oh, that was a shocker. that a shocker? Yeah, the Harry Grant knock-on. But, I mean, we all make mistakes, guys. We all make mistakes. All right, this week, let's go to you first, Andrew Hurley. Stay in your lane, buddy. What are you going to do this week for your early crow? Uh, lay of the day, fangirl. Okay, so fangirl to get beaten? Yep. That is Andrew Hurley's early crow. Brad Davidson, what have you got for us? I, I'm a bit rattled. I just tells him finally got it right. I just feel a bit rattled. I was about to give him give him another serve. So uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? No, um, I think the bubble's going to burst a little bit on our Fivo today. I just I didn't yeah. love his trial, and I thought he was really well placed in Melbourne last time. I think there's Springotts and Holly Manskin beating, so I, I think the bubble will burst a little bit on Altivo today. Okay, Altivo to uh, burst or be beaten there. Darren Flindell, what have you mm. got for us? I'm going to risk this last favourite, Caboo. I just had my concerns about the way the, the last 150 metres of that trial went at Rose Hill the other morning. So given the price that he's going out at today, I'm going to take him on. I'm. I've been inspired by Hurls's negativity towards Fangirl. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go head to head with you, buddy. I'm gonna nice. say. I'm gonna say Fangirl can overcome her backmarker style and also the bias and K Mac, who I think is unfairly criticised a fair bit among the public. I mean, a lot of people get stuck into K Mac, but you don't have to back him if you don't want to, guys. Just a, a, a spoiler alert uh, when you're punning. You don't have to back these jockeys if you don't want to, but. I think he can silence the doubters today, K-Mac, and I think Fangirl can round them up and win the seven stakes. So me and Hurls go head-to-head with Fangirl. Davo's potting Altivo, and Darren is against Kabu in the last, guys. How does that sound, Darren? Yes, that's, uh, that sounds fine. Uh, talking about jockey uh, potting, what about the Giga Clickbait <laughs> during the, the week? The Giga Clickbait. <laughs> Giga Clickbait. Oh, very good. Well, he, um, certainly the managing uh, or the manager of the... Uh, uh, Rod Douglas, he he had a bit to say, didn't he, uh, Brad? Uh, I know you've had your views expressed on Twitter. You're pretty strong on on how you think it unfolded, and you thought he was a little bit out of line in what he said about Williams post race. Yeah, I, I thought it was very ordinary, to be honest. Um, Craig Williams is one of the classiest blokes in Australia, and I know it's a figure of speech, but to talk about strangling someone with their bare hands on radio is quite frankly disgraceful. And I thought it was 
completely out of line. I'm glad the stewards are looking at it. And if I was Craig Williams, I would have went, take your ride, see you later. Um, but he's a better man than me. I, I thought it was very ordinary. And I think a lot of people will be... Uh, We'll be hoping uh, Giga Kick gets beat this prep because of it. But look, I don't. I'm not. I'm not in that camp. But um, I thought they handled it very poorly. It's all right. Like I criticise jockeys all the time, but do it with respect is all I say. And they Definitely. didn't do that there during the week. I think people mm. sort of uh, are too focused on the actual ride itself and forget that it's Mooney Valley. You want to run big races at Mooney Valley? These things happen there. Um, but and Darren it, horses take off early there all the time. Yeah, look, I think we can all agree. To. We can all agree. Yeah. Uh, Craig shouldn't have gone when he when he did. And I I can only wonder did the horse pull up a bit dusty from the run because the 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 overreaction to just going a little bit early. I mean, it is a thousand meter race, guys, and he's an elite sprinter. He can sustain a long run. So I think we all agree. Yeah, the ride wasn't his absolute best, but gee, was it really worth the the complete meltdown? Oh, I'm not I'm not convinced, Darren. No, I, 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 um, to be honest, I, I laid him on the day because of Mooney Valley. Mm, mm. This track can bring them undone. And I thought the way that race panned out, something like that was on the cards. And then approaching the turn, he must have got bumped at least four or five times. So the horse on his inside was just bump, 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 bump. And then let's not forget, Imperatrice goes all right. And seemingly um, by report, she'd better on that left-handed circuit as well. That was just mind-blowing the way Imperatrice dropped them. Mm, it was an un- unbelievable win. What's doing there with it not going in the Everest? There's got to be more to this. Mm. That must have deep pockets. Why wouldn't you run her in the Everest? I mean, she's already a Group 1 winner. I know you'd want a page to have the, the black type for for the breeding barn, but um, she's already got the Group 1. Uh, wouldn't you Wouldn't you race for $20 million and be one of the leading chances? It's It's got me puzzled, guys. Yeah, I would have thought yeah. so, but it seems that there must be a line of thinking there that she's better uh, going the left-handed way. Mm. Mm. Um, and the way she and the way she won, it's hard to argue with that. Oh, yeah. Well, broke the track record. Well, um, David, you you brought up a really good point, mate. I, I think in relation to the whole whole situation, my take on it is every jockey in the world makes a mistake. Now he has won. Was he ridden at every single start? So, including an Everest. Now, you see situations over the years where, say, an apprentice uh, rides a horse that comes through the grades and then, you know, it gets to a, a big race and they get replaced. You can sort of understand that. But, and I know J-Mac is the best jockey in the country, but Craig Williams not too far away um, from him. I just, yeah, I, I honestly don't understand it. Um, Luke, you've said, yeah, apparently the horse has pulled up not great. Well, um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. No, well, I did. I, I did read a quote about that. Didn't didn't um, okay. finish his feed and all that sort of thing. I, I just think it's very very harsh to be honest mm. with you. Anyway, I, I don't disagree. But we all we all move on. I mean, jockeys are going to get replaced all the time. Alicia was four out of four on a horse and got the drag for Nash. So I mean, you, you can't argue. With, you can't argue with that. Getting the elite jock on and she she got on with it and it, it's part of racing. It didn't worry her and. You know, you're disappointed when you don't get shown that loyalty, but uh, owners pay the bills and they deserve to put whoever the hell they want on the horse. So, look, I, I understand people um, engaging on the topic and a little bit of an uproar about it, but at the end of the day, uh, the owners can do whatever they like. It's their horse. So, um, yeah, whether you feel for Craig or not, the decision's been made and James McDonald will be the new rider and... Um, 
uh, we all get on with it, guys. Let's have your best bets for Randwick before we wrap up behind the gates for another week. Darren Flindell, what are we doing? Kamochi, best bet, race six, number three. And my roughie for the day is race four, number eight, Osbred Flirt. Love the way she savaged the line late in the trail at Rose Hill last week. And I see there's a little bit of money for her. I think she was 18 this morning into about $15 now. Okay, Darren's best. What about you, Brad Davidson? Uh, I'll make it Kaboo in the last. Uh, I think, once again, my girl is the other one today. He'll be awfully hard to beat in the highway. Don't worry about that, Luke. Uh, highways are fine if you find the right horse to back, and I'm confident that she is. So I'll take those two. And last word on the, the C. Williams thing. Totally agree. Owners should be able to decide whoever rides their horse, but still with respect. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think we all can agree that it's got to be respectful because it is a workplace after all. Imagine if I yep. said to Nick when he presses the wrong button here, hey, Nick, I'm going to strangle you. I'd be in at HR, gentlemen. <laughs> I'd be yeah. in at HR. Uh, 20 years ago, that was perfectly acceptable, yeah. that type of talk. In fact, it was expected. Oh, we're all woke now, Darren. We're all woke. <laughs> I was just thinking, when you first brought up about um, once again my girl the other day, I was a little yes. bit confused. You were saying fangirl and... And I was walking down the street. I thought, who's he talking about? Then it's all come back to me. She was in that Denise Joy at Scone that yes. day. I remember all the talk the night before. Mm. It was like she was the next sunlight. Oh, I know. Um, turned out to be a pretty strong race, the Denise's Joy this year. Did it? What? And she was a 370 chance. So, look, I'm very comfortable, guys. I know the highways are, are difficult at times, but this looks obvious to me. Two hopes. Um, two horses. Yes. One's already in the in the um, Kosciuszko and another trying to put a hand up. And It's Me won this race pretty much to the day three years ago, this highway, and then she went on to win the highway. So you think Cav hasn't got this ready to make a bit of a mm. statement and try and get into the race? Well, I think you're kidding yourself if you don't think she's not there to run a beauty. So, boys. And she's the best back runner on the card now, into 260. Yeah, been a good sustained go. I think they bet 550 or something, two hurls, when the market first went up on Wednesday. Yeah, let me just bring it up. Oh, yeah. I know. That almost, I know. Sound, that almost yeah. sounds like he says, I think they bet 550. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I took it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, yeah we did. 550 in the 260, so you've shot well. Quick uh, one. What's worth, um, yeah, once again, my girl and Kamachi, they're my two best bets on the program, so I'm going to take the multi there, $9.60. Love it, mate. Um, I want Davo's thoughts on Amelia's Jewel, too, in this Let's Elope today, Race 8 Flemington. Davo, how good's this mare? And I mean, she's got a little bit to overcome with the map. Barrier 14, 1400 at Flemington. It's um, it's a bit of a graveyard for some horses. Yeah, she's very good, but um, yeah, not my style. Ever going to be my style? I bet taking short odds about a horse that's going to be ten lengths off them at the at the 500, even with that big straight. So uh, can win and wouldn't be shocked because she's very good. But um, yeah, I'd just be a little bit wary today. Have a good day, Brad. We'll hear you on Sky Racing. Is there a best around the country for our listeners? Oh, I think lot one in the first at Yachuka, nice and short, but we'll get the job done. And I think Legacies is the best at Flemington probably as well. They're the two I'm probably keenest on on the day, so have a great day all. Before you go, mate, is anyone ever going to come in the studio with me again? I've just been here one out for so long. You guys used to come in. Are we sweet, Davo, or...? <laughs> once the uh, once daylight saving kicks in, it'll give me an extra hour, Luke, to, to get there. Uh, being on the central coast is a nightmare for me trying to get there on time. So I reckon once daylight savings, you'll have company. Oh, I look forward to it, buddy. Even Flindell, you've been avoiding me as well. <laughs> well, I don't, last don't time know I, about that. Last time I broadcast on track at Ranwick, you were not sighted. You were not sighted. You, it's been... you didn't invite me. <laughs> I did forget. I, I did forget. Sorry about that. Me. Yes. <laughs> hey, next time... Don't turn up uninvited.
Everest Day, mate. We'll be there for Sky Sports Radio live from the truck. So uh, look forward to you being live for Behind yes. the Gates. And, and there'll be a good coverage too of the, the trials coming up here on Monday. Yes. The first sighting of the two-year-olds on the Kensington track. 12 heats in total. So looking forward to being involved in that on Monday morning. Good calling today, Darren. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. There's Darren Flindell. Andrew Hurley, thanks for the fun uh, again this week on Behind the Gates. Look forward to doing it right, again next week. I've got two and a half hours out of me this morning. So oh. send you the invoice again. Send it through, butter. I'll get it paid. Um, Don't worry about that. Won't be by me, yeah. but... <laughs> uh, just a couple of things I'll touch on. Uh, Ramwick and Flemington today, the quaddy, if you miss by one leg, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Applies to your first uh, quaddy bet using your tab account. Races one to six, Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm today. If your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. And I'll tell you what, if you're in the Hunter area today, get a get to the track because uh, I believe they're going to have a massive screen uh, for the Knights and Warriors game. Um, that's caught me by surprise. It starts at 4 o'clock. So, um, yeah, that'll be great at the see if the Knights get up there this afternoon. Oh, it sure will, mate. Good luck to all the Newcastle fans. They're very parochial up there and it's a great town. So I wish you all the best if you're listening in around the Hunter and you're cheering for the Knights a little bit later. You have a good Saturday, Hurls. Thanks, buddy.